previously on the Dave and Steve show. Okay, wait, so how many people showed up? That's the thing, Dave. Marge from our ticketing agency lost count. Steve, this event was supposed to be like a thousand people. That is not a thousand people out there. Well, you guys always tell me I don't do anything around here, so uh, I wanted to show you what I'm capable of. And I told everyone that we were going to have some massive bands like The Killers, 2 Chains, Maroon 5. This is no longer just the Dave and Steve show. This is now Podfest. Why does this sound oddly familiar? Well, because it's Firefest. We can't feed them. We only put up enough tents for a tiny fraction of them. And when word gets out that the bands are canceling, we're going to be in a shitload of trouble. Our good friends at Wild Horse Pizza just so happen to be rolling out a brand new product, and they've got enough of it to feed this entire place. Looks like someone's getting their dick signed after all. I just can't believe everyone started pooping in the pond. The crowd literally just circled around it and just let it fly at once. It was insane. Who is ready to see Steve fly? And why is he wearing a singlet? Oh yeah, here I go again! He's gonna miss the jump. Oh, but now he's headed straight for the... Poop pond. Show number 51 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me. I'm here 27 miles away is Steve. Hello, everybody. And from, wait a minute, Tracy Green is off on assignment this week. He will not be joining us this week. That's right, you just get, you get the special show, Dave and Steve. The Dave and Steve Show, and it's Dave and Steve this time. That's right. It's rare, usually when one of us drops out, it's usually Tracy is the one that remains. It's either I have something, I can't be there, or you have something and you can't be there. But it's rare that you and I are on this show together. So this is kind of special. <laughs> it's rare. It's rare that Dave and Steve are on the Dave and Steve <laughs> yeah. show. Very rare. Do and, you remember? Don't, don't, I'm just going to say, don't read into this. We didn't fire him yeah. after the 50 because, uh, because, you know, the motorcycle I was on was too powerful and, you know, drove me right into a big old lake of poop, which I can still smell on me. By the way, if you have um, no idea what Steve's talking about, go back and listen to show number 50, the previous episode. It was filmed at a multi-day festival uh, that we threw that Steve managed to get lots and lots of people to attend. If you have no clue what we're talking about right now, just do yourself a favor. It's a very short episode. It's less than 15 minutes long. Go back and listen to show number 50. I'm sure it was on the news. But yeah, Tracy's going through some mandatory training, uh, some sensitivity training based on some of the things he said on previous episodes. It finally got a little too too heavy and we decided it was time for, for Tracy to partake. So he's he's off at a what we like to call a, a retreat, uh, getting his head right. Uh, so Steve, serious question, because it's just you and I tonight, do you remember, because I do not, you know my memory's terrible, do you remember how this show began? Like the actual genesis of this show, the, yeah, you called me one night and said we should do a podcast. I've heard about these things or I called you. I truly don't remember the story of how this thing was born. Okay. Uh, what I remember is that we had been writing for that, um, for a, a, an idea that we had called Atomic Potato, which was just fake news stories. And we just 
enjoyed writing it. And then one of us forgot to renew the name. Hmm. Hmm. One of us did. I wonder. I wonder who that was. And so that ended. Uh, but Tracy was a part of it. You were a part of it. Um, I was, and I loved it. I loved, you know, submitting the story, everything you would Photoshop some stuff up. And it was, it was crazy. The stuff we wrote was probably not okay. And very crazy, but we had done that. And I think we were kind of looking for something else to kind of do. And you had heard about these podcast things. I really wasn't familiar with it really hardly right, at all. Right. And, and so you had, to, you had to like get out the finger puppets and, you know, tell yeah, me what, how, yeah. how it works and this, you know, and, and, um, and you explained it to me how, you know, it, it's not, you're not on the radio, but it's kind of like the radio because you, you record it and then, then people download it and they listen to it. And, and let's, and, let's be clear when, when, when we started the first incarnation of the show, it, it is not what podcasting is today where every celebrity has a podcast and every, like the Obamas have a podcast now. Oprah's got a, like everybody yeah. who's anybody has a podcast. This was back in the day where podcasts were seen as second fiddle, low rent. You're not good enough to be on radio. So you start a podcast, which I, I guess in a way yeah. is, is what we did. I mean, that was. <laughs> that is no lie. It was, it was the wild west of, of, and, and you, it was kind of anything kind of goes and, you know, the quality was just, shitty and not not very good at all people weren't like there wasn't a patreon or yeah. anything where people were um were getting paid for it you know uh, you know maybe the biggest podcasters were you know getting a little bit of money from it but we sure you know um were right there at the beginning of the whole thing and and it was fun i mean we did it for a long time but at the beginning you know, my mic wasn't great. Like I could barely use Skype, which yeah, is what we yeah, use. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. crashed all the time. But that's kind of what I remember about it. You're like, Tracy's got to be on because he's got a great voice and he'll kind of keep everything together and let's let's just give it a shot. And and so we started doing it and we did it very, we did it pretty regularly. I mean, we were careful. I mean, I, I missed more shows than anybody just because I had crazy stuff going on at the house. But um, but it, it was, was an, it was, was it was also an interesting time because you had for those people who sort of did know about podcasting, either they and I mean, like at a celebrity level, either they had their own, they were starting to flirt with it or they had seen some success from getting traction from people listening to a podcast and then whatever it was. Uh, I'll give you some examples. So Adam Carolla. Today, mm -hmm. we would not be able to get Adam Carolla on our show. Back then, we got Adam Carolla on our show because yeah. Adam had a podcast. Adam was writing books. Adam had recently been fired or not fired, but let go from terrestrial radio. And so Adam, like he was going on lots of podcasts and talk because he understood what they were. Greg Fitzsimmons, comedian. He same thing. Like Greg came to town. We said, hey, mm -hmm. you want to come on our podcast? Greg was starting his own podcast. It was very new and he didn't know what he was doing either. So he said, sure. And he came on. The band, the uh, parody band Steel Panther. Steel Panther is now, I mean, they have played festivals in front of hundreds of thousands of people. And I'm not even kidding. They play the, the Wacken Festival in Germany in front of 100,000 people. Like, yeah. they, they're, they're a big band. Again, I don't think we'd ever have a chance of them coming on the show now because they wouldn't remember back in the day. But we had them on several times, not just once, yeah. but four or five times. I'm betting they would, they, I'm betting they would remember us. They were cool and they, um, 
and they were very they were very appreciative that we were giving them that time even because we were a market that was was popular for them and honestly when they came up here like some big radio station paid them yeah. to come up here and they spent a lot of time not talking to the radio station and a lot of time talking to us yeah and we just we kind of weaseled in on that and got got great material from it and honestly it was a great show so they you know really genuinely um good lads in that band i mean they're they're filthy as hell but i mean they i i think part of the thing we had going for them too is their singer uh he goes by michael Starr in that band but their singer is a dyed in the wool he was a rock hair metal fan at the same level as me like could quote could quote lyrics to songs knew different bands knew all the band members the guy the guy sang for a half a minute in la guns the band he, he but he was he was a fan as well and so i think we connected at that level of like hey these guys really are they're not just looking to make fun of this type of music or anything like that they're genuinely interested and i think that did go a long way and did help but i i guess the point of the, all that is was it, just to say like it was I, I don't, not even for a second would I say we're pioneers or that we were doing something. There were lots of people that were doing, po- lots and lots of people that were doing podcasting before us. But it's, I'm just, the point is, it's nowhere what it is now where every single person that you bump into has a podcast. But it right. is. It, we, weren't, we weren't on the first wagon train out, but we definitely, when, when the rail, when East met West on the railroad line, we were on that train that, that. That uh, that went went right through there. I'm just going to take that metaphor all this the way. Is, to the this end. is really this is really good. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't wait I can't wait for the coal factories to be built and. Yeah, um, I'm going to talk about Rutherford B. Hayes right now and <laughs> how he brought how he brought the yeah. But no. you know what I was thinking about, in in all honesty, what I was thinking about is, so you and I have done this at several points in our life. We've known each other for a long time. And for a while, we had we were going to do our version of a cracked magazine or a mad magazine or a National Lampoon's magazine. I say this because last week, and I think you were part of this conversation, I just don't remember if it was on the air or, or a couple weeks ago, Tracy in passing just mentioned this Netflix movie that is called A Futile and Stupid Gesture. Oh, yeah, and it, yeah, it's yeah. got Will Forte in it. And mm-hmm. I, I had no, I had never heard of this. And he said, yeah, it's on Netflix. It was really good. You got to watch it. And it was, it was fantastic. But it was mm-hmm. about the creation of National Lampoon's magazine and then eventually animal house and the national lampoons brand that surprisingly is still around today they're making horrific awful movies but they they are still that name still (laughs) carries water today at some level so so we had we had that where we were going to do like a and i didn't even you know i've never i've never opened a national lampoons magazine i have no idea what it was i just grew up in the 80s so i knew it from films like vacation and animal house and things like that but i didn't know there was a magazine until you know the last sometime in the last 20 years but the point of that is we were we were we were looking to do some kind of parody magazine and then Steve has mentioned we we sort of dovetailed that into then all of a sudden the the website thing took off the internet boom happened and we were like oh well let's make a website and there were other at the time fledgling websites like the onion that were doing really well and so we were like hey what if we were the onion but for the entertainment industry and then we we made the jump to podcasting and decided that was the place where we wanted to sort of have fun and goof around. And all those things have all been just to sort of make each other laugh, just to goof around. Yeah. <laughs> you really, yeah. Uh, uh, because listen, at the end of the day, I would say, I would say we get 
we've we've flirted at times with things that are genuinely funny when it comes to the website or when it comes to the magazine or whatever it was. I just we've never and we never will will never be the people that are fully committed because we've got jobs and we've got families and that is the kind of no. thing if you're going to do that you do that in the young days when you don't have any commitments and you can go whole hog at something like that and that timing just never worked out for us but i you oh, know yeah. i was reflecting back on it we have even from like steve and i if you don't know this we have known each other since preschool yeah. And even in the early, early grade school days, Steve and a collective of our buddies wrote stories. We wrote short stories that we illustrated. And of course, we were young kids. So it's they starred us because oh, yeah. when you're a young kid, what are you going to write about except yourself as a hero? Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> oh, oh, how heroic we right? made ourselves. And each one of us made ourselves way more. The hero right then and 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 you know what it was fine we'd we'd hand off a story to somebody else and it wasn't like hey you didn't put me in it enough it's like yeah well write your own goddamn story. yeah yeah <laughs> and then so we would you know and it would be it, yeah, it so. typically was it was it was you know steve steve went into the jungles of southeast asia under the cover of darkness and and saved 18 orphans that had been kidnapped by some tyrannical horrible person and so then I would just read his story and then I would go save 25 orphans from yeah, a trip. Of, of course, of course. I love it. And I love the fact that our only frame of reference were still fighting the Vietnam War. Like, it, and, we're, and not only that, but in the story, we're 12. Right? Yeah, we're, right. we're 12 and 13 in the story. And you know, through some, you know, miracle of, you know, you know, government um programs that that train yeah. children <laughs> to to murder and kill <laughs> that's that is that is who we were and and it was great it but was, if but if you grew up in the if you grew up in the 80s you had a lot of vietnam films that were made and they ran the gamut from quality extremely well done vietnam movies to movies starring chuck norris and movies like uncommon valor that were just machismo ridiculous over the top uh and and it was like those movies i guarantee i've not seen one of those movies in at least 20 years oh, yeah. i also guarantee you none of those movies stood the test of time with the exception of you know a couple like the platoons and things like that probably yeah. still do but when it comes to like the chuck norris movies and anything else they yeah. they are not they are not okay films anymore i i guarantee it so, but the point is like we were raised on a healthy diet of at the time, HBO was brand new and HBO mm -hmm. was filled with all those kinds of movies. And so when we would get together, that's what we would watch. And the result of it was we wrote a bunch of stories that were basically horrible 12 year old versions of what an HBO film would be. So it, I, I, the point of all this is like Steve and I have been connected together through this weird like menagerie of <laughs> of. <laughs> parody comedy whatever you want to call it for quite some time now and it's just so like i say it's it's weird to it's weird to have it just be you and i on a show like this because tracy's always been there we've had we've always had people along for the ride as well we had you know our good friend justin he dipped in and out for a little while mm -hmm. cecil yeah. dipped in and out for a little while who we mm -hmm. also went to school with and grade school and everything else and it's just, it, I, I don't know. I've said it before, but I really appreciate the time on here. Let's, I want to yeah. keep things moving. 
Um, we've had a little bit of a break since the last time we did a, hey, what did you do last week? I, I wanted to cover a couple of things with you real quick, Steve. Um, <laughs> one of them one of them is hot off the presses. Yeah. This, this just happened tonight before we came in to record the show. I'm upstairs in my office. I'm playing a video game. I'm just goofing around playing a video game, waiting for the time we record the show. My wife hollers from downstairs and she says, hey, what is 360 Zebra? Which is such a weird thing to ask, but it's my wife. So it's actually kind of, it's not out of the ordinary to get asked questions like this. Yeah, it must be one of the, is that the new variation on that super sugary gum? <laughs> right. So, yeah. so I said, I have no idea what 360 Zebra is. What are you even talking about? And she said, well, at our previous house, the house we owned before the one that we're in now, which let's be clear is three years ago. Yeah. The people who bought that house just sent me a picture on my phone and said, Dave just got a package from 360 Zebra and it weighs 34 pounds. What is this? And I said, this is fascinating. I am enthralled <laughs> right now. I said, I know everything that I order. I know everything <laughs> that I order online. Everything that I should have ordered or have been expecting, it's already here. I have nothing right now that I am waiting for. I have no clue what this is. And the fact that it went to this other address, this old address that we haven't been in for three years. I said, I, I really don't know what it is. She said, well, you know, again, it's 34 pounds. It, it's, it's heavy. What is it? And I, I said, I truly, I, I'm not kidding. I don't know. So I said, tell them I'm okay with them just opening it. Tell them, open it up. There's, <laughs> my wife says, well, you know, he's a cop. Well, yeah, who cares? Okay. I'm, it is not, it is not six kilos of Colombian shale. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't do anything illegal. I don't, it's fine. Tell them to open it. So she texts her back and she says, yeah, you can go ahead and open it. Well, in the meantime, I come up to my office and I'm starting to do some sleuthing. So I bring up, I, the, they had sent us the label that's printed on the box, a picture of it. She, my yeah. wife sent that to me. So I come up here and I start doing an address search. I'm looking to see where this place is. So this place in Culver City and it's just an address but the the Zebra 360 I learned is just a logistics packaging shipping type of place that's just okay. so now it's even more mysterious because now the company that sent this to me it's didn't even cutout. put their name on it as it being from them it they yeah. left the name part blank so the logistics company just filled their name into that spot so I type in the address and it brings up this place called I buy power the letter I B U Y power. I buy power. Okay. I've never heard of this place. I have no idea what this is. So I go back to my wife and I say like, it's this place called I buy power. I have no idea what this is. And she's like, well, look it up and see what they do. So I go back. They, they it's some computer company. They make computer parts and they make computer you can buy computer cases. This rings a bell. So I go, I don't know if you do this, Steve, but on Amazon, if I'm looking for things, like if I have something, uh, you know, a chair, I'm looking for an office chair. I'm j I just made that up, but I'm looking for an office chair. I go on Amazon. I look through some office chair ideas. If there's a couple I like, I pop them onto my wish list. Not because I want somebody to buy them for me, but just because I want to remember which ones I thought looked nice in case I go to buy a chair at some point. So I have this running wish list of just these different items. 
And this I buy power rang a bell. So I go onto my Amazon wish list. I'm scrolling down the wish list, and sure enough, there's a PC. That it's just a standard gaming PC that I had put on my list from this company. And I go back out to her and I said, you know, there's this PC, but I didn't order it. And a PC weighs a lot more than 34 pounds. So that's not helpful. But at the same time, it's the iBuyPower PC. I don't, I don't, I said, maybe they sent me a catalog. And she's like, well, a catalog's not 34 pounds. And I said, yeah, I, you're right. I don't, I, I don't know. Do you remember the old Sears wish book? Okay. So I won't, I won't, I won't drag this out any longer. I will explain to you what was in the box. Okay. So I hear this heavy sigh from her from downstairs and she kind of chuckles. And I said, what? And she said, well, I don't want to tell you what was in the box. And I said, well, <laughs> now you have to tell me what was in the box. <laughs> so my wife, uh, towards the end of the month, I've got a birthday. And my wife had, from Amazon, she had purchased a couple of end tables. Mm -hmm. uh, just some end tables from my office. Just furniture. She was being nice. She was going to say it was from the kids. And then she promptly shipped them to our previous house. So it's end tables. That, what it is. It's end tables that were shipped from a company that makes computer parts. I have to assume it's some company that does like everything. They make okay. all, you can probably get trampolines from them. You can probably get spatulas. You can probably get anything from them. I'm sure they're just like an import export kind of place that just pulls things from all over the world and sells them on Amazon. Mm -hmm. But we haven't lived there for three years. Yeah. No idea why she sent them. Like, it takes some real effort on Amazon because Amazon always just retains your last address that you had everything sent to. And to get it sent somewhere else, you have to physically change where yeah. you want it sent to. Yeah, you do. And not only that, but it, you, you had those shipped to a cop and they were made out of illegal Brazilian <laughs> rosewood. <laughs> You're going to jail for a long time, with, Dave. With cocaine packed into each of the legs. Exactly. You know, my husband's a cop. Yeah. That's great. So that's what I was dealing with tonight. And I say this to her all the time. My wife does things. She doesn't mean to do these things. I know she doesn't. My wife is not a hateful, mean person in any way. She just naturally does things. And I don't mean they drive me nuts as like, that gets me so frustrated. I mean, they literally drive me insane. Like they, she does things that mess with my brain enough that I will eventually just completely go insane because Steve, you know, this, I will come home from work. I'll come home from wherever <clears throat> I'll go into our bathroom to use the bathroom to you because I got to use the toilet after driving home and there's not a toilet in the bathroom anymore. And then I'm informed that the bathroom is no longer the bathroom. It's now the game room. And she moved the toilet <laughs> while I was gone into a different room. Like it's, it's that type of stuff that happens. And it's this kind of thing of like, my wife was demanding to know what I had ordered why I had screwed up and sent it to a different address, what it was, what was going on, what was I trying to hide? Did I send it there knowing I could go pick it up from them? Was it something for her? Like all of the stuff, like, and not in a, she didn't think I had like ordered a love doll or anything like that. But I mean, it, it, she wanted to know what I had done. And it turns out I had done nothing. Yeah, she had done it. Yeah. And, and wow. Yeah, and uh, I imagine that the uh, apologies came in. Oh, just, just, thick. just rolled in. Just, <laughs> just rolled right. Just, <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> lavished me with sincere <laughs> apologies and 
oh, I'm sorry I ever for a moment suspected it was you. Steve, much like you get with your wife when these types of things happen. Oh, my God, Dave. Do you remember the time? It was it was years ago. It was pre-kids. Um, my wife was in grad school, and I was working in Renton, and I, uh, she was going to be in class all night. And I'm like, well, then I don't want to go home. I'm gonna, I, you know, I'm gonna go to the movie theater across the parking lot. Right, right. I went and I saw a movie. I came home, and my my wife demanded to know where I was, who I was with, um, you know, who am I in love with? Yeah. Who, you know, and and I'm like. First of all, I, I'm I'm giggling because I'm like, why well, she thinks that I could pull somebody else. Yeah, and, you, know, you know, like that's that's fantastic. And but she's serious, and I'm like, how am I going to prove that I didn't do it? So what what do I do? I call you. I call you, <laughs> yeah. and I say, hey, hey, Dave, Wendy thinks that I'm cheating on her with somebody else, and I and I didn't even listen to your reply. I just held the phone up. So Wendy could hear it and you just laughed. Yeah. You laughed so hard because it was so unbelievable. And so that was when her face kind of fell because yeah. she, she, she knew it wasn't real. But yeah. then she's like, who goes, who goes to see a movie by themselves? Yeah. And I'm like, I do. Yeah. I, well, yeah. And I always, that's what I always, my wife has learned over the years, uh, when it comes to things like this, typically she's pretty good about knowing that I'm not smart enough to to pull anything like this off, whether it be cheating or hiding drugs or alcohol around the house or sneaking out to hang out with the guys or whatever. Like, I, I'm just not, I'm not, well, hey, my OneDrive isn't signed in. That's the beep you just heard. Stop should, the show. Uh, stop the should, show. You should stop what you're doing and sign uh, that in. But no. So anyway, we're we're gonna keep going. The, let me. Uh, that maybe OneDrive was just tired of hearing about this and wants me to move on. So, one of the things that happened over the last couple of weeks is. So I I think I've said it on the show. I'm not sure before, but I know I've said it to you, Steve. I get up in the mornings, I cough constantly. I clear mm -hmm. my throat constantly. I can't. It, this is gonna sound really weird, but even I think we all do it. Singing in the car. I'm singing mm -hmm. along in the car to a song, and if I'm by myself and I'm really singing along and I'm belting it out, I will start coughing and choking because my vocal cords basically are irritated. And if I try and sing loud at all, this... So this has been going on for a long time. I can deal with coughing in the morning. I can deal with clearing my throat a little bit here and there. But when you mess with my ability to sing along with K-pop songs in the car... Oh, it's all, it's all, it's that's all. where I draw a line. Yeah. I draw a real hard line right there. So, exactly. so I reached out to a, a couple of people. The first, <clears throat> the first person my doctor suggested, just my normal family practitioner, was that I should go see a a um, allergist because he said I think it's probably allergies that are giving you these problems. So I did that. I went through a bunch of tests, nothing. She then said, "Hey, you should go see a gastroenterologist next. See what they think, and maybe they'll refer you to an ear, nose, throat, throat specialist." She did all these tests. She said it was it wasn't that. So I go to this gastroenterologist, I explain my situation to him, and he tells me, this sounds like a problem with acid that is bubbling up into your esophagus. He goes on to tell me there's, and I forget the name of it, but there's a, there's a sphincter at the base of your esophagus that opens and closes that allows the acid, it basically closes off and makes sure the acid doesn't come up into your throat. For some people, <coughs> that naturally weakens. So he said, it's possible that's what it is, we can do this test. Now the test is they put a tube down your throat that hangs just behind your uvula. It hangs behind that little ball in your throat. And this tube 
then runs out your nose. They tape it to your cheek. It's got a little monitor that hooks over your ear, and then you wear a belt pack on your on your belt. And that belt pack has all these different buttons on it. You're supposed to push a button every time you cough. You're supposed to push a button every time you clear your throat. You're supposed to push a button every time you eat. So it's got all these different buttons on it. So they, you have to wear this for 48 hours, and they monitor your acidic levels. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it's a hoot. So I go in to get this thing put in. First of all, just because I'm going in to get the tube put in my nose. I'm not having open heart surgery or anything like that, but I still got to have the COVID test. Yeah. So I go and get the COVID test, and I got to wait for that to clear, get all that taken care of. So I go and I get this tube in, and the, the woman says, now, I'm not going to lie to you. This is an uncomfortable thing, but you do get used to it. For some people, it takes them a full 24 hours, but you'll eventually get to the point where you don't even notice it's there. She said, but at first, it is not fun. And I have a, I have a really sensitive gag reflex. If I even touch my tongue, I gag. Like it's just, which is why I could never pursue my adult film career that I wanted. But yeah, so I, so she says, you know, she, it's gross too. Cause they lube up this tube that they're going to put down your nose. They stick it in this big vat of stuff. And when they, when they lube up the tube, do they, do they, do they lock eyes with you <laughs> and, and do it? Well, like that seems like it'd be super yeah. creepy. So they lube, they lube the tube. That's the that's the medical term, I believe. They lube the tube, and they and also um, that that's the name of uh, the last Scorpions album. <laughs> so they oh, sorry about that. They they slide this thing down into my nose. Now, I'm fine while it's going into my nose, while it's going down my nasal cavity. Once it gets to the back of my throat, I immediately start gagging. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, I need you to. I know it's tough, just. You know, try not to. I've, I've got to see if I've got it positioned correctly. This thing has a little red bulb on the end of it, a light. And so she's basically looking through my mouth at the back of my throat to make sure she has this light at the right height. Go ahead. So in the dark, <laughs> did like when it was dark, like in the bedroom, did you open your mouth and did your wife? In the bedroom. Oh, could, well, when you're when you're asleep, could could your wife look and see oh. that you had light coming out of your mouth like no. da- David Lopan? And- no, and this is the <laughs> this is the worst part of it is that so I'm all excited because I know there's this light in there, and then as she's leading me out of the room after I got it put in, she said, "Don't worry, the light automatically shuts off at, after about 15 to 20 minutes. It's just so that we can get it inserted in there, and then it shuts off." And I said. Well, hang on. Is there any way to keep it on? And she she said, no, unfortunately, there's not. And I said, I'm going to assume I'm not the first person to have asked that. And she said, you are absolutely not the first person to have asked that. So anyway, so she's, she's putting this down in there. <clears throat> it's now behind the ball in the back of my throat. And I am I'm gagging. It's everything I can do not to gag. And when I try to stifle the gag, I cough. And when I cough, that thing tickles the back of the uvula and I start to gag again. And you have to push that button. Well, that's absolutely. I said, you know, even though this is the thing that's causing this, do I still press the button? And she said, absolutely. Every time you cough, you need to push that button. So I'm pushing the button and I'm coughing and I got tears running down my eyes because I'm gagging so much. And she tapes the thing to my face and basically just says, sorry, you'll get used to it. Drive yourself home. So I'm about a half an hour from home. That's about how long it takes to get to the doctor, to the hospital clinic where I had this done and I'm driving home. I had to pull over twice on the drive home because I was gagging so badly 
that my eyes were filled with so many tears. I literally was wiping tears away. I couldn't see. I had to pull over. Mm -hmm. I had to get, I had an old like uh, t-shirt in the back of my, the back seat of my car that was my son's that he wore under a lacrosse uniform at a game once. So it was a, it was an, it was an old shirt that I was fortunate to have found tucked down in the seat, but it shouldn't have been there. It should have been brought up. The point is not clean, not sanitary, No. but it was all I had. So I'm wiping my face with this thing, getting the tears out of my eyes. And then I got home that night and it was hell. I gagged. Every time I would try to lay down in bed, that thing would would slide one way or the other in the back of my throat. So my worst case scenario was going to be that I went through all of this hell and they were like, nope, this is not this is not the problem. Yeah. Fortunately, I have found out this was the problem. So the doctor, the way he put it, it to me was, you don't have to worry about what the numbers mean. Here's what you need to know. The average person upright has an acidic level of nine in their esophagus. At 80 and above, we start to talk about surgery. Basically, anything above 80 is going to require surgery. Mm-hmm. Your standing average was 112. <laughs> I'm not laughing at your pain. I'm laughing at, at how you delivered that, which is yeah. masterful, by yeah. the way. So, yeah. yeah, okay. So now what they have to do, and I'm going to try and explain this as best I can, is they're going to actually cut me open. They're going to take the stomach lining where the, and listen, people listen to me right now and listen to what I'm about to say. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know if I'm connecting the right organs to the right tubes and the right things in my body. This is just how it was explained to me and what I could retain. Yeah, it's none of your business. You, all you have to do is lay there. Somebody else is going to do it, but you're, right. you're going you're gonna to tell as best it, you can. It's as, something along the lines of they're effectively, the way he described it is if you take an inflated balloon and you stick your finger into the balloon, the way the balloon sort of in, covers over your finger, that's what they're going to do in that with that sphincter with my stomach. They're going to push my esophagus down. They're not going to push it down. They're going to pull the stomach up over the end of my esophagus, and then they're going to close it off. And that's going to squeeze and give the extra pressure needed to close that that spot off when it needs to close, but it will close fully now. The downside is that for seven days, I can only drink liquids. For an additional 14 days after that, I can only eat very soft foods. Mm -hmm. The upside is... I will have my bikini body by the time my family and I go to Hawaii. <laughs> exactly. Yes, you are. You sure you're going to look great. You look fantastic. You're going to be able to slip into the to smaller size. Um, you might be able to get, you know, kid sizes in, uh, you know, flippers when you go. Snorkeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mm. that's, that's, uh, that's what's going on. So just, just friendly listener, just know that at some point over the next, let's just call it the next 60 days, there's going to be at least one Stephen Tracy show, if not multiple. <laughs> and that'll be that'll be entertaining. Um, how does how does he do that? Um, how does he how does he explain that with the balloon theory when it'd be so much easier to use like a condom and a banana? Right, I know. Right, you know, like it's like that's let's say okay, there's a rubber and a banana, yeah. and yeah, it's it's. Oh, that's way bit. So the balloon is it one of the big balloons, he or just, is it one of the middle? Is it the middle of a long balloon? He's just, the balloon of the he just starts it? to shake out a condom out of the wrapper while he unzips, <laughs> and he says, "Now I'm going to show you something because <laughs> I want to explain how this all works." Yeah. Oh, just going to take a second. Don't look, don't look at me. Don't look at me. 
uh, okay, and then the the final thing that I just wanted to say, just because I hadn't, uh, you know, we haven't talked in a little while. Before um, before we went on our 50th show festival and did all that, all those shenanigans, one of the things I had mentioned is that my son was getting back to lacrosse, and we felt mostly good about it. We were conflicted, no doubt, but it's an outdoor sport. They're asking all the kids to wear masks. They have the kids sanitize regularly. They're all supposed to stay within six feet of each other, or stay six feet apart from each other when possible it's a, it's a sport so they're going to get closer now and then when things they start running around on the field and stuff but for the most part hey let's try and let's try and keep things as safe as we can and so we felt good about it and we said sure well after a lot of thought we said yeah we're going to try this smash cut to this week when both of my son's coaches have now tested positive for covid uh they did so oh. they did so on monday uh we had a game on saturday that both coaches were in attendance for, of course, because they were the coaches. And we now have one team player, one one kid on the team who has also tested positive for COVID. So last night, I, I, I found this out this morning. I found out that there had been more cases this morning. Mm-hmm. But last night, as far as I knew, we had one coach who had it. He also happens to work at a boys and girls club. So they were like, we think he got it from the Boys and Girls Club. We don't think it was communicated to anybody or whatever you want to call it, spread to any of the other members on the team. That was last night. So I go to bed. As I'm going to bed, I'm like, I'm not feeling good. I am. I got a headache. I mm-hmm. feel like I've got chills. And I'm thinking, like, there's no way because I was nowhere near this coach and we had already grilled our son saying like, were you near the coach at all? Did you have any contact with him? You know, did he, sounds weird. Did he touch you? I don't mean in the, in the, <laughs> well, in, in the teddy well, bear he, kind of way, but. He had me take his whistle and get everybody to come <laughs> to the other <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but we were just, we were just asking him, you know, did you come in contact with him at all or any? And he had said no. So I was pretty sure it wasn't a mental thing. Then at about two o'clock in the morning, I wake up and I am drenched in sweat. I mean, drenched in sweat and steve i don't know if i've told you this i'm fine sharing this on the air my wife and i did this thing for march we actually called it our march to sobriety where we didn't drink at all in march and we haven't had anything since then so we went all the way through march we're now almost halfway through april i only say that because this was not me having like too much vodka before i went to bed or anything there was nothing like that there's no medication involved there's no nothing i take melatonin now to go to sleep that's it Mm-hmm. And melatonin does not cause me to break out in horrible night sweats. I'd had no nightmare, no nothing. So now I wake up and now I'm really nervous mm-hmm. because I'm like, I had the headache. I'm freaking out. Now I'm in this full sweat. What is going on with my body? And then, <laughs> so I, I fall back asleep again. Then at eight o'clock this morning, we get the notifications that another coach has tested positive another player has tested positive. Now my entire house, as we've talked before, you're just convinced that you have it. Everybody has it. You know you have it. You know it's you're, you're working out your last will and yeah, testament. 100%. All your stuff. Yes. All your all your legal biz is yeah. yeah. As I've said before, you know, you, you I'm having the conversation with my son and daughter saying, you know, you guys are going to have to take over when when we're gone because your kids, you're resilient. You'll get through this. Mom and dad probably not so fortunate. So let's, you know, make sure that you 
you know where we how we pay the bills where the mail key is i'm running through all the the list with them you're are, you're, you're gonna turn them into the boxcar children <laughs> they're, they're just gonna live they're just gonna pretend you're alive for yeah. what, like six more years yeah so so i uh I, I run through all that with them we got so freaked out by this that we went and got covid tests we did a drive-through at the local fairgrounds we got covid tests and we're waiting to see the results now but obviously i've been talking on the show i've been talking to you for the most part i feel totally fine i really I, who knows if i you know i ate something or whatever it was that just caused me to sort of have this reaction and then i maybe had some kind of fever and it broke in the night and that's why i was sweaty i don't i don't know but the family seems to be holding up fine. My wife and I have both in private told each other how we both were convinced we have every symptom. Like headache? Oh yeah, oh, now that you say that, yes, I have a splitting headache. Can you taste anything? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know what chocolate tastes like and yeah. it's in my mouth, so I yeah. think I, yeah. Yeah, so we were, were waiting, we took the test out of an abundance of caution and the, the lacrosse club asked everybody to so that we can basically take the test, make sure that everybody's negative, quarantine everybody for the next 10 to 14 days, and then we'll try and start this back up again if this was an isolated thing. We don't know. We don't know. You know, maybe the one coach got it from the Boys and Girls Club and he gave it to the other coach because they shook hands or something like that. And it was, you know, but, and the other, the kid who got it on the team may not have been related to that. It may just be, he went back to school and he got it from there. Like there's just so many factors in this. You don't know. So we're just trying to play it safe. And in the meantime, I, I'm pretty sure I have COVID. But lacrosse is over for the time being, right? For like the next couple of weeks. Well, yeah, the next 10 to 14 days. Yeah. yeah. Wow. No and practices, no nothing. Games have all been canceled. Yeah, all that. So where are you in the order to get your... Um, to get your vaccination. Yeah, so my wife and I, um, by the time this airs, let's see, by the time this airs, it will be what, the 12th. So we will, we're about three days out by the time you're hearing this. So we're on the 15th. Okay. I will be Monday. So oh, skirted the line, huh? Well, huh? yeah. And it was because of, um, uh, because of the asthma that I've been having. My, right. my wife's freaking out about because allergy season my asthma is absolutely horrible and i'm waking up with asthma attacks and asthma attacks sound really awful and they used to be really terrifying like as a kid it was horrible sure. not being able to breathe now i wake up i'm like oh i can't breathe i reach for my inhaler and i i know how to calm myself down everything's everything's fine but when they when my son and my wife see me with it they freak out yeah so so they i mean if i if i were to get it um it wouldn't it wouldn't go well, especially if it was an allergy season. So, so my wife had me go on and make sure I could sign up. And and I do have, I mean, it's a, you know, it's one of those things that is, they want you to yep. get, you know, get taken care of early. So I, so I got in and I'll get the, it's, it's, you know, has she, has she signed up for one yet? Cause my wife, um, we're fortunate in that we have friends who, uh, the husband in the in this couple that we know, he is the head of a pharmacy. It's a relatively mm -hmm. small pharmacy, but they are administering the vaccine shots. And so my wife and I have both been very adamant about we're not going to do anything to try to get the shot early. We're more yeah. than willing to wait our turn. But she reached out to him and said, when can we do this? 
because as you know, in Washington state, it was May 1st. That was supposed to be the date when sort of everybody could do it. And Mm -hmm. he said, no, we've actually just been told this morning that it's April 15th is when we can kind of open it up to everybody. And that's not, you're not cutting the line. You're not doing anything like that. We can get you in on the 15th and it's all above board. It's all legit. So we said, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. So we just both put our names on that list, but I'm curious, what about Wendy? She's on a list and she hasn't been contacted for when she's going to get it, but I'm sure it's going to be pretty quickly. Uh, she's been on the list for a long time. Right. Um, so I'm sure that's getting worked through. So she'll, she'll get it pretty quickly or she'll just, maybe she'll go with me. And if they have extra and somebody doesn't show up, yep. she'll, she'll take that. On a know. lighter note, I went off on a rant a few weeks ago about people effectively bragging about getting vaccinated on social media that's the new like look at this good shit that i ate at this five-star restaurant since they can't do that right now instead they show their it's always the same thing too it's somebody showing lifting up the sleeve showing the band-aid on their arm saying got my vaccination today i hate it i hate it but (laughs) i don't like it to mess with me listener mike Posted on Facebook, not only posted on Facebook, but posted on my Facebook wall. <laughs> hey, Dave got vaccinated today with a picture of his vaccination arm. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, I um, let us uh, let us know how the next colonoscopy works. Just go ahead and paste that up on Dave's board. <laughs> Going to want to see the inside of your, you know, colon. I wonder... I got to imagine you can find the right kind of doctor willing to live stream a colonoscopy. Polyp free, baby. Like all the way through. I'm talking the whole thing. Like it's got a camera right on it. That's the whole point of the colonoscopy. So here we are heading into the starfish. (laughs) (laughs) Right up. Right. We're going to post it right up here. Now, usually this is, this is when they usually go. Ah, yeah, that's right. That's what they do. (laughs) Right through there. And you All put right. it in. Now, if you do it too quick, yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> so I have, I listen, we've talked about me a lot. I need to know, did anything in this sort of semi, I call it a break. Listen, we went and built and pulled off a festival. And if you haven't heard Show 50, go listen to Show 50, and you'll see we're not lying when we say that. So go listen to Show 50. But So I, I don't really want to call it a break, but I'm talking a break away from doing our standard show that we do. In that break, anything special, important, unique, different come up? No, unique or important or special? Not so much. Um, I I reached a goal that I think is funny. Um, I I for a while I've struggled with my weight, and I finally um, I finally weigh less than what my driver's license says by like three pounds. Nice. So yeah, right. <clears throat> Which so, is, which is, which, uh, let's be clear. That's, that's a milestone because if you're like me, you typically underweigh yourself when you report your weight on a license, you yes. go, you go at least 10 pounds lighter than what you actually are, if not 15 or 20, cause you're too yeah. embarrassed to say what you actually weigh. So you're, you're saying you're lower than your lie weight. Yes. I'm lower than the lie. <laughs> um, I, I definitely am lower than the lie. And and everything, everything seems to be moving in that, in that direction, which is good. I can't promise I'm going to stay there, but I feel good about it. And, um, is this I, all the result of body pump? No, that has something to do with it. Okay. I mean, it definitely, that definitely has something to do with it. But, um, the, I, 
that I, 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 but it started to go to my head. Like I went to the pharmacy and I had to, I had to present my ID to get my medication. And she looks at my, at my license and I said, Oh, uh, that form of ID might not be completely accurate. Um, uh, I might, you may need to see a different, I, I, I assure you, I am me. I, I weigh three pounds less than what it says on me. So you that's when you recognize. drop the wedding ring on the counter that you've been palming in your hand and say like, Oh, did that fall off again? Oh, sorry. Gosh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so I, I, I am, I am getting a kick out of that, but, um, I'm still not, I'm still not where I need to be. Um, you know, I, <laughs> There's just, there's really nothing interesting. I mean, you know, work's going great. Um, I don't have any good, I don't have any really good stories. Um, so let, yeah. let me ask you this. So let's, let's talk about weight for a little bit because you and I have obviously known each other for a long time. I personally ballooned up over or very near, I was at 297, I think was my max, but I was really close to 300 pounds. I was a big, big boy for a while. Um, and it was for me, <clears throat> the way that it worked was I played high school sports. I played a lot of high school sports. I worked out all the time. I uh, played a ton of football, very active. And then I hurt myself. I injured my back, wasn't able to ever play again. And I continued to eat like I was a high schooler who played all of those sports and played football and played <laughs> basketball and everything. Right. And I remember, I remember that uh, my senior year, so I injured myself, uh, I want to say junior year. So summer of junior year, we were lifting weights, getting ready for the football season. I injured myself. I spent that year having back surgery, rehab, all that kind of stuff. So by the time my senior year rolled around... <clears throat> I remember I went to a wedding. Our good friend Toby, his mom got married. And I went to their wedding. And there were people at that wedding who could not control themselves in terms of the amount of weight that I had gained was shocking enough that I could hear. And listen, in small towns, weight's a big deal. People like to talk about weight. They like to talk about, hey, Johnson, you've gotten fat. Like, that's one of the things that, that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. But I heard a lot of like, they were trying to, they were trying to keep my feelings intact. They were trying to stay it away from me, but small settings and things like that you can hear. And I would hear people say like, Dave has really put on a lot of weight. What is going on? And part of the problem was that I was still wearing the same pants that I wore when I didn't gain all the weight. And so mm -hmm. I had like muffin tops and loaves of bread and all sorts of pastries <laughs> hanging out of me. And so then that just, you know, sort of carried into adult, my young adulthood where we've talked about it. Like my dad had the hostess products that we'd, we would feed the cattle. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen to the archives. I'm not going to go into it deep again, but gained a lot of weight, eating Twinkies and ding dongs and all that kind of stuff. And then we moved to, and it, listen, when you're in a small town and you work on a farm, you do very specific things. Like every day you go and get chicken and JoJo's from the mini mart. That's what you have for lunch. Well, guess what? Chicken and JoJo's are horrifically bad for you. Yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work out. Especially, it's not, that, yeah. it's not boiled chicken. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not specially prepared herb chicken. It is, it, it is deep fried in the fat of another chicken. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you would do that every single day. 
So I had built all of these unhealthy habits, just horrifically bad unhealthy habits. And then all through, I would say, you know, late 20s into my 30s, same thing. Like I just ate like that. I ate terrible and I didn't really exercise and I didn't do any of that kind of stuff. And it was when the Atkins craze kicked off. I was like, oh, I'll try this new Atkins diet because I had a lot of weight to lose and it worked pretty well. But like everybody else, I did the Atkins diet. It worked really well. I took some weight off. I took probably 50 pounds off. And then after a while, you get tired of eating eggs and cheese and you put all that weight back on again. Yeah. And so I did that. And then same thing when the keto fad rolled around, I jumped on that. And the keto fad is when I finally took all of the weight off. I went from, again, probably at that point, probably 275, 278, somewhere around there, all the way down to, I think the skinniest I got was around 205. Then I started to pack it back on again. I started to, especially when COVID hit. You're at home. You can't go anywhere. I was no longer going to the gym. I was depressed because I was home and isolated like everybody else. I'm not saying I'm any different, but I'm just saying I was home for COVID and I ate a lot of bad food and I drank a lot because you were depressed and we, you know, that's what you do. And so I made horrible choices. And so I, the, the most I got back up to was 225. At 225, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I'm starting to inch back up there again. This is getting pretty bad. And so that's what I mean. When I said to you earlier, like we, we stopped, we stopped drinking altogether and we didn't stop it because we're anti-drinking or because we don't want to have a beverage now and then. But when you have a couple of beverages, you're like, ah, I could use some chips. Yeah, I'm feeling, feeling pretty good. I can have some chips. Hey, we've still got that chocolate cake in the fridge and you have a little chocolate cake. And before long, you're, you're putting the weight back on. So all I'm saying through all of this is, I appreciate you doing this because I know speaking even for myself as somebody who is yo-yoed back and forth with all this kind of stuff. I know it, it, I always tell everybody like it is really easy to put the weight on. Putting the weight on is fun. You get super to, easy. <clears throat> you get to eat a lot of cool shit. You don't have to do anything. Taking the weight off sucks because you have to give up all the things that you really enjoy eating. You have to get off your ass and actually move and all that. And so I know that you've been dedicated to this for a while now. And I don't mean like in life. I mean, in general, this, the, the health kick that you're on right now and the way that you guys have been working out and starting to, or I shouldn't even say starting because you've been doing it for a while, eating better, watching what you eat, all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. Cause I think it is a, it's a tough thing to do. Well, it, it, it definitely is. I mean, I, I just, I didn't have any willpower, you know, to, <clears throat> to not eat what I wanted to, you know, and I, I ate, I ate my feelings, all the, right. all the cliche stuff, you know, yep. um, I would eat to feel good, all that stuff. And I still, I still do, you know, um, but I have, I have got, I, the only thing I'm really doing is I'm counting calories and I am, I am exercising hard and regularly and I'm doing, I'm varying the exercise. So I'm doing aerobic and I'm doing the, um, anaerobic, uh, weightlifting. Yep. And that's, that's all I'm really doing. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, I'm not weighing myself every day. I I weigh myself like maybe once a week, twice a week, something like that. And, uh, I just, I don't think about it too much. I'm careful about eating during the week. Now for a while I was not eating meat during the week. I might have a little bit of fish, um, during the week. And then on the weekend I would have, 
I just, I'd make something, some, you know, if it was a special occasion, maybe I'd have some, you know, beef or some pork yep. or chicken or whatever. But really when you're not eating meat during the week, you don't have a lot of meat in the house anyway. So you have to go out and get it for the weekend and you don't really do that. So you end up not eating a lot of meat on the weekend either. So, um, uh, I, but my wife wanted to do meatless April, like they where the challenge was don't eat any meat at all. Uh, they, it, the real challenge is go vegan for April. And I'm like, yeah, that that's that's hard. Yeah, and let me tell you what's <laughs> tough about meatless April, Steve, is you can't come up with a we we knocked it out of the park with this march to sobriety. The fact yeah. that we were taking all of March off and not drinking, come on, like we could have T-shirts made of that. How do you yeah. do meatless April? Like you got to come up with a better catchphrase than meatless April. Yeah, meatless April is it? March to sobriety is good because you have to you had to march right on through St. Patrick's Day. That's yeah. not. Yeah. That's not easy, yeah. 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 You know. And, and I don't even drink and that's not easy. So, I mean, but, but yeah, I, I, something, you know, April, like, I don't, I don't know. I Dave? don't know, but it was Dave, but you know, it, and I, I felt really good. Um, just accidentally not eating meat for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, I felt really good about that, but then, um, it's like March 27th and my wife says, Hey, do you guys want to do meatless April? And I'm like, in my head, no. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I don't want to do that um, because I'm already doing meatless most days. Um, but at the same time, I also am like, it sounds like my wife wants to do meatless April. So I, I yeah, you know what? It's, it's a month. Just do, just do meatless April. It'll be okay. Yeah. And I'm like, so no fish. I, she said, well, that's meat. So no, you're not going to do that. I'm like, well, yeah, but it's fish, you know, it's like, it's, it's meat. So, so we're not doing that. And then we had, we had to um, negotiate eggs and I'm like, ah, come on. Yeah. We're, uh, so there is, yeah. there is a, I've seen it with, you see it with any, whether it's a diet or it's a, a lifestyle change like this one, whatever it might be, you start out always the same way, which is we got to come up with a bunch of different recipes and different things to eat because we're terrified that we're not going to eat our normal default things. So let's come up with some really yummy recipes. Let's look online. Let's make these things. And that lasts for anywhere from five to 10 days. And then you sort of settle down out of that into your, okay, we're going to make, and I'm, I'm making this up, but we're going to make portobello sandwiches because those are the easy thing to make that we know how to make. And I actually don't mind the taste of those. And so we're going to eat those and you wind up eating that thing for like three nights out of the week. Are you guys to that point yet? Or are you still experimenting with, and is this, would you say this vegan? No, it's not vegan because we, we do have a couple of eggs here and there and some cheese and, and, uh, and milk products. So that's, Gotcha. That's not a big okay. deal. Okay. Um, and luckily, I mean, we use that impossible meat. It's yeah. great. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, and we'll use that to make meat sauces. I, I use it in a lot of um, like, you know, taco recipes and burritos and stuff. I, I really like to make those. Do you have any, and do you have any crock pot recipes? I, not for impossible meat. I don't. Um, Damn it. Yeah, I don't. Okay. But I have a really, I really, yeah. Anyway. Um, so we, we have enough variety, but every once in a while, but it's the idea of like, well, I, it's that forbidden thing. Like I can't have it. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. I really want barbecue right now. Yeah. I'd really, really like that right now. And hmm. 
there are yeah. there are times with us where my wife will say to me or or I will to her what whichever will say you know it sounds really good right now and the other one without missing a beat will say glass of wine and the other person will yeah. just nod like yeah exactly yeah. that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking yeah, a glass right. of wine sounds amazing right now but uh, and that's we're not we're definitely not a uh, hey we're gonna stop forever but one of the things that we noticed <clears throat> as one does notice is even if you have beverages on the weekends that Monday, you're feeling pretty lethargic. Tuesday, you're feeling a little bit better. By Wednesday and Thursday, now you're back to, hey, I am going to get on the treadmill today. We don't have those peaks and valleys now. We're just, you know, both of us are exercising a lot. My wife has been walking a ton. She has been work walking upwards of eight to 10 miles every day because she goes, she'll take my kid like to lacrosse practice and it's at a track. And so she'll just walk the track the entire two hour practice things like that. And so we're both, we're feeling pretty healthy. It's just like you said, though, I don't know how long this will last. And this is nothing where we have said, like, we haven't put any goal out of like, we're going to, like you had mentioned on a previous episode, you had said that you had flirted with, I forget, you either said like a triathlon or a marathon or a 5k yeah. or whatever it was. And we don't have that. We don't have a goal other than our only goal right now is that we've got a trip coming up to Hawaii, a family vacation and we don't want to look like mom and dad bod on the beach. So we're going to do our best to, to shave some of that off. But outside of that, we don't really have a goal and we don't really know. Now we've said, well, let's see if we can get through April. Um, but it, we've also all, all agreed that at the end of the month, it's my birthday. We're going to have some drinks on my birthday. Kids included. Yeah. I want the kids to, to partake in this too. If mom and dad don't drink, kids don't drink. If mom and dad drink, we want the kids drinking right along with us. I think yeah. that's the way it should be. As long as you're not all sick from COVID. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You'll be, you'll be able to do that. That's, and, and that's the thing I'm like, I'm really like, I, I hate getting up at four 30 and going to the pool and doing that. Right. I don't, I don't like the getting up part. It's really, really hard. It's not easy, but I do it every day. And, and I know it's because if I don't do it, then the next day it's going to be harder and you know, whatever, but I'll go and I'm really worried about having to go back to work because if I have to go back to work, that's going to throw off my entire yeah, yeah. morning, you know, all that stuff. I, I really would prefer to not do that um, or go in later or whatever. But so here's what's, what's happening though. I go in and my wife stays home because that's the best two hours of sleep she's going to get yeah. while I'm gone. Yeah. And she's told, she's told me that. And I, I believe it. And I'm sure it's the way it is. Yeah. She's going to get the best rest ever while I'm gone. So I'll go and I will, I will work hard at the pool. Um, it, it feels like three to five miles. That's because I did jog three to five miles the last couple of weeks. And it feels like I feel when I get out of the pool, you know, I'm right. I'm pretty tired. So, um, so I'll go, I'll do that. I'll get home. And then sometime during the day, my wife will be like, Hey, um, let's take the dogs for that three mile walk. And I'm like, okay, so we'll do that. So I'll do another three miles. She'll be like, you know, we got to do it's, it's a body pump night tonight. We got to do body. Yeah, pump it night. is. I'm like three workouts in a, in a day. And I'm like, this, uh, who am I? The rock? Yeah. I'm not gonna, this is not my, this is it's first of all, it's pushing it that I'm doing it once a day. Real talk. Two times a day. Real, real talk here, Steve. How many how many times a week, on average, do you get mistaken for the Rock? Be honest. Um, 
you, like where somebody actually stops and said, are you? Yeah. Well, or you get the shriek and then someone does a double take and realizes they just thought it was you out of their peripheral, but it, it actually wasn't the rock like on average. Cause I've been with you in malls where this happens. So more, more, more than often from behind is when it, when it typically happens and it never ever happens. <laughs> um, so, so, um, I've never, I thought we had something through, through the magic of, of the radio <laughs> and the mind, Steve, we were painting a picture for those who had never seen you before. <laughs> they were going there with us. They thought, well, wow, Steve's a lot, a lot bigger than I thought. Like he must be really jacked. Like, <laughs> We were starting to get there, and then you just you submarine the whole thing for almost a moment, and and really, I I I, I took it to the top, and I'm just like, no, no, he's gonna he's gonna pull that pull that rug out. Um, I am not that jacked at all. Like, there's there's hardly any definition. I feel great. Like my my body feels really good. Um, you I feel don't, pumped. I'm not, like, what's that? Your body feels pumped. <laughs> yes, thoroughly pumped. Um, but I you know, I, what, what's happening is, is I'm losing the, all the junk and the gut and yeah, all that stuff is going away, which just, is, that's all I want. I just want to, you know, feel comfortable in my own skin and clothes and stuff. So that's, that's it. And really I feel good getting up in the morning, having a routine like that, really good for the headspace too. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. And like you say, like you get, I, I don't like you can obviously you can take anything to an unhealthy level, but I think it's actually healthy to be in that that headspace a little bit of if I don't work out today, it's going to I'm going to feel bad about myself because I didn't work out today. And then I'm going to feel it's going to be even harder to get motivated tomorrow. Therefore, I got to make sure I go today. And I've had those times where, you know, because when when I worked at the office, I would go to the gym for at lunch three days a week. And that was my routine, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And there would be times where I was having to scramble to get there and get back, but I didn't want to miss that day because it was important to me as well. And again, like I say, I think it's okay to get in. You can obviously take it too far. Like if you get to the point where you're like, shit, I haven't had my fourth workout today and I better not eat dinner because I didn't, and I'm going to be so fat. And you start to get, you tip the scale going that way. Obviously it's unhealthy, but I think there is a little bit of that is okay just to say like, yeah, I got to stay on this because I know I don't want to go back to what I was before. Yeah, yeah. And you realize I'm burning um, a ridiculously small amount of calories compared to what I take in, you know, so it really does help you kind of put that into perspective. You're like, yeah, maybe I'm not going to eat that 120 calorie thing. It is weird, but, right? Yeah. I, I, I find myself wow. going like, wait a minute. You you mean to tell me there's 80 calories in four Ritz crackers? Yeah, I, 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 I'm looking at these things now for the first time and realizing what they mean. Whereas um, even five years ago, I ate Ritz crackers without a care in the world. Oh I yeah, you just you, you just shoving them in your yeah. face like a freaking slot machine. How just, many how many calories are in those, Dave? I don't know, but they're really good and they're salty you know and they're buttery and they're Her delicious. Sleeve? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll go yeah. you one better. Look at me slathering on some jam and some peanut butter on peanut each butter. of these before I put them in my mouth. Exactly, exactly. See, I got, I got, I got six of them stacked here. I, I go peanut butter, jam, butter, peanut butter, jam, 
And it's perfect. It's just, it's the perfect mixture. And then just the smallest dollop of Nutella on top. And look at yes. that. You got oh, yeah. yeah. So, that's absolutely fantastic. yeah, no, I'm right there with you. It's All like right. a vacation to Europe in that. <laughs> it's right there. All right, we're we're at the we're at the hour mark. We've gone slightly over an hour, so we're gonna wrap things up here. Tracy will be back from his uh, his I, I I shouldn't say rehab because that'll send the wrong message, but from his his training uh, next week. Uh, a version training. Yeah, we yeah we hope to have him back next week. Um, until then, Steve, anything else to add? Uh, nothing good. No. Okay. I know this was a weird show. Uh, this was just Steve and I chatting for a while. I think that's okay. I actually think uh, a little bit of that goes a long way, though. So next week, we're going to return this back to our... We're finally going to get back on track. That'll be our fourth week removed from our last quote-unquote normal show. So next week, plan to tune in. We'll have all the things you've come to expect as far as Tracy with the headlines. Hopefully, he brings a new minute with him. Maybe something based on Steve having poop in his beard. I don't know. Go back and listen to show 50 if that sounded weirder than it should have. Uh <laughs> I will, I will try and dig out. I will try and uh, bring us another hometown blotter. So we'll have lots of things next week. So tune in next week. We'll be back to our regular form with any luck. And until then, for Steve, for Tracy, who is on assignment, and for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on The Dave and Steve Show.